At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Rush Hour, presented by Bed Rivers. I am Danny Burke, your host, and we are doing it live, per usual, out of the Bed Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines at the Rivers Casino just outside of Chicago, and the crowd is already filling up in anticipation for Thursday night football. Maybe not the prettiest game on paper, but surely there are plenty betting opportunities, and we'll be here for the next hour to help you unravel all of those. I've got plenty of action for tonight, which we'll talk about in the conclusion of the show. So in about 45 minutes, we'll go with Prop Shelf and take a look at all the props that I'm playing with, some that I have strong leans on, opinions, etc. So we'll hit that in about 45. In between, Beeson's betting reporter Josh Applebaum joining us in a half hour. You know the drill with Josh. He'll be giving us the biggest market movements, not only for tonight with Thursday Night Football, but for all the games for NFL Week 2, he'll point out the biggest and the most notable, and he'll give us his thoughts on those. And then before Josh, how about host of Odds On, co-host rather, with Mike Palm, Tamal Shaw joining us, hitting his regular spot with us here on the program. We'll talk college football with Tamal with some of the biggest games collegiately, and if we have some time, we'll see if he's got thoughts on tonight's Thursday night football affair. And the way we started out per usual, we're going to be doing just an overall look of the game, my thoughts on the just overview, point spread, money line total, and we got my better half to kick things off. So let's go ahead and get right into it, folks, with the Washington football team and the New York Giants. So looking at this game, and first of all, when we see this spread, I mean, four is where we're seeing it at, the total at 40 and a half. And of course, we'll get to my better half in just a second, but 
I just want to tease up the full game first because, you know, there has been some late movement here because you saw it kind of open at four. Then the news with Fitzpatrick came down, but then it went down to three and a half. And now we're seeing late buyback once again on Washington. Now they are currently sitting at a four point favorite money line. They're minus a buck 90. The Giants taking plus 165 currently. And this total, you've seen the big movement as well. And we alluded to this yesterday, but 42 and a half down to 40 and a half. And not only that, if you're listening to my guys in the desert, when Stormy was talking with an NBC Sports uh, Washington guy, he was saying that how the weather is potentially going to be an issue. There were, you know, lightning storms or, you know, they had the alarm going off, whatever it may be, it, the weather conditions may be a little bit mucky. So this could be more of a ground-oriented game which would in turn make it seem like a slower tempo game and not as many points. Hence, you know, the total already getting love for the under may be even more of a reason to look in that direction. So that's the way I certainly gravitate toward. Not going to play it because of just how low it is at 40 and a half. Uh, Spread-wise, you know, now that it's over three, I don't really want to play it either. But if it was at three or if you get a better opportunity in this game, I do think Washington comes out on top. I like this Washington football team defensively, as everybody does. Certainly have a lot more of an advantage over uh, the New York Giants. And there is a thought process that, hey, Heineke provides a different aspect to the table. He can be mobile. He is still good enough, which we saw in the playoff game against the Buccaneers, to move the ball down the field. And they have enough surrounding parts offensively to do that against this Giants team that looked abysmal last week. So I do think Washington gets the job done. I don't want to lay the four, but probably going to be waiting for a better in-game opportunity. And plus, we don't know what the availability of Saquon Barkley is going to be, if he's going to be fully playing, if he's going to be limited, or what his impact may or may not be. So keep all of those things in mind when it comes to handicapping this Washington and New York game. But I do think it's going to be lower scoring, and I think Washington does get the victory in the end. But okay, now let's get to my better half, folks, where we focus in on the first half of Thursday Night Football, looking at the outright winner, spreads total between the two teams and respective totals heading into the second half. So what is it going to be at that point? Well, money line wise just seeing how these odds stack up among each other, the first half three-way bet where the tie is implemented has the Giants at about plus 135. The tie, meaning if you think they're tying going into the second half, is plus 1050 if you think Washington is leading heading into the second half, minus 127 at Bet Rivers. Now the tie no bet, meaning that if they do tie, you can push on it because when you do the first half three-way, remember, if you don't bet the tie, you bet the Giants or Washington, and it does tie, you lose. Whereas the tie no bet, if it does tie, it's just a push and you get your money back, but not as good at odds. That's the catch. So minus 165 for Washington with the tie no bet, Giants catching plus 128. In terms of the spread for this spot, it was at one and a half. We've kind of been seeing it go up to two and a half or so. But, you know, nevertheless, in my opinion, I mean, you're under the key number of three, even though it is the first half. So I still think you're good if you want to look the way of Washington. And that's the direction that the love has gone. Because, again, remember what I just said. Consider that it could be bad weather conditions. You have a bad defense in the New York Giants that Antonio Gibson could certainly rip apart. Around the other side, yeah, Saquon's great, but is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be available? And even if he is, this Washington defense is still very stout. Now, they were giving up a lot of passing yards against the Chargers last week, but Justin Herbert's a pretty solid quarterback. And I get that Daniel Jones is undefeated in two games against the Washington football team, or at least last year he won both of those. But this is a different atmosphere. This is a different team all around, a little bit more experience for this Washington team in terms of their offensive pieces. So 
I'm not in love with playing the two and a half with Washington in the first half because first half's always a little bit tricky regardless, but I do tend to lean toward them because you're getting a better price than you would for the full game, of course. I know there's a, another half left that so many other variables can occur, but you're under the key number of three, and if you're going one way or the other, I think Washington is your choice here, and you can still get it under the key number of three, whether it's still at one and a half or two and a half, depending on where you shop. Okay, let's go in and focus on the totals now. A lot of people seem to love this aspect for the game tonight because the total points in the first half, 20 and a half is the number we're seeing. Over plus 106, under is minus 130, and everybody's loving that under just like for the full game. And hey, maybe even more so is a better opportunity to go for the first half under. You know, guys getting acclimated. Prime time's typically slower in the first place or the unders more so you know, tend to come in and cash. Josh Applebaum will tell us plenty about that later in the show. But same kind of things that I've already been saying. I mean, the weather may be bad. I think this is going to be more ground-oriented. And let's see if Heineke does get off to a good rhythm. It's not like he's just getting thrown into the mix right now. We saw him be implemented in the last game, and he was relied upon in a couple of games, in a big one at that in the postseason for Washington against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had one of the, if not the best defense in the NFL and he threw for over 300 passing yards against them. So uh, the total points, 20 and a half. I think it is going to be slower out of the gates. I don't like that you're under the number of 21 for the first half total. So again, you know, personally, I'm not going to touch it, but I'm beating the dead horse here. I would lean toward the under if I'm going any direction in terms of the first half betting for the total points. Now, Washington specifically with their total points, 10 and a half is the number we're seeing shaded to the under minus 120 overs minus 112 i think you know although i do have more confidence in washington that doesn't necessarily mean i think they're going to be punching it in the end zone consistently so because of the fact that you're getting it over 10 and you're getting the hook right there i think just based on the number positioning and based on the fact that maybe this offense still is a little bit slower right away you probably would rather take the under in this spot unless you just completely have no faith in this Giants defense. You think Gibson, you think McLaurin is going to are going to come alive and Heineke is going to be okay regardless. Then yes, maybe you would lean more toward the over. But to me, this Washington offense still isn't perennial and isn't, you know, insanely better because of Heineke. Maybe they have more options because of his mobility on the ground. But in this first half, in just week two, I don't know if I'm ready to play that over. So I think, again, because it's in this spot of 10 and a half, the only direction I would go here would be the under. And then what's kind of interesting with the Giants, it's almost so low that you have to entertain the thought of going over or just stay away. It was at nine and a half, and now we're seeing it get down to eight and a half in some spots. But look, do you think the Giants can get at least 10 points against this, against this Washington football team? I know I said it's almost so low, but it makes sense that the number is in that spot because, again, you know, this Giants team couldn't do anything at home against this Broncos defense, who is a very solid defense. And we probably, at least in the preseason, put this Washington defense among the same ranks as we do Denver, if not maybe better. And there's the argument that could be made that, hey, maybe this Washington defense outperformed last season and was sort of an anomaly and they're going to come back down to the mean. Yeah, that could absolutely be the case, but I don't know if it's going to be week two against this Giants team in a game where weather could be a factor as well. So. Even though it has gone down to eight and a half, personally, I think it's just a complete stay away all around. But the movement makes sense. You're still over the key number of seven. But if you think the Giants can get a touchdown and a field goal, then take advantage of it being a lower number. But hey, maybe they get down toward the end zone of uh, Washington and they just settle for a couple of field goals 
that's a realistic probability as well. Maybe they do move the ball, but the red zone defense from Washington steps up to the plate and does well enough. That could be something that occurs and still keep you under if it's just a couple field goals. So uh, that really wraps it up for looking at the first half of this game with all those lines. Again, not necessarily infatuated with any of those selections. And, you know, there will be spots here and there where there, were, where there will be good ones. We had it with the first half of the Bears and Sunday night football going under the total on that one. But this one is already very low. So many crazy things can happen. It's by, look at Monday night where you saw that hectic stuff going on. I mean, you can't base that for every game. But my point being, some things are always a little bit trickier when it comes to prime time. So I'm not going to be playing something unless I have enough conviction on it. When it comes to the props, which we'll get to toward the end of the show, I got plenty of conviction on several of them, which we'll get to later in the show. And a lot of them revolve around a guy like Antonio Gibson, who I mentioned earlier because of the fact that this Giants defense did not look great at all. Melvin Gordon had a field day on the ground. I think he had a 70-yard run at one point. This Giants team did not do anything to make me think that they can win this game. Yes, I mean, Washington, if they can't move the ball because of Heineke, I understand that. But I really think that at first it was just a reaction, and that's why it went down, you know, to three and a half from four. But now people are realizing, okay, look, you know, the later money's coming in. It didn't move too much in the middle of the week. This Washington team has a better defense and has a better running back who you can trust a little bit more because I'm not saying he's better than Barkley when Barkley's healthy, but we don't know about his availability. We don't know about Saquon, and that's the big if in this game, and that's why I think Washington gets the outright victory against the Giants. Coming up next, though, we will talk with the Mall Shaw. Let's talk college football. Stick around. I'm Rush Hour. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh CityCasts are up and running with five new episodes every week. Get a hold of them and subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Apple, Spotify, we've got you covered. And speaking of the Chicago one, I got you covered on that. Hear my rants about the Bears and why I think they have a good opportunity this weekend. Not only Chicago, but the other cities we listed as well partnered with bet rivers but of course this show is rush hour on beast and the sports betting network thank you for joining us we're keeping the conversation going with football except we're going to look at college in the college games for this upcoming weekend decent slate to look forward to and to help us dissolve that amal shah co-host of odds on 1 to 2 p.m eastern time right here on beeson amal i know you are a busy man and got a lot of plays to unravel with us so let's go ahead and get right into it and talk Michigan State and Miami. What angle are you seeking out in this game? Because the Spartans have been a competitive team up to this point. Can they handle this tough matchup on the road? Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm not going to put too much stock in their victories over Northwestern, and I think it was Youngstown State. But the thing that I'm impressed with is the running game. We saw Simmons and Walker. They've both been extremely effective. Walker, particularly in the first game. But, Danny, it's more of a bet against Miami. Uh, special teams uh, got taken to the house by App State. We saw the struggles they had on offense and defense. Lashley not even throwing the ball in the first possession against Miami, excuse me, against Alabama on third down and seven. Um, I, I don't believe the Hurricanes should be a six and a half to a seven point favorite here until Miami shows me that they're a quality football team. I'm not ready to lay that type of number against a, you know, middle of the pack Big Ten team. So I think Michigan State goes on the road. I think they've got a great chance to win this game. Yeah, plus 180 on the money line, too. And it's not that big of a money line considering the spread at about six. So you're right. Maybe the Spartans get a little bit of respect here and could be a good opportunity with the Mel Tucker's got his boys playing competitive, even though it's been against two inferior opponents. But maybe they could keep it rolling. This is going to be their first true test this season, catching six on the road against Miami. All right, Amal, speaking of a uh, first test, well, it's not even a first test. It's just, you know, another test for this Nebraska Cornhusker team. On the road against Oklahoma, 22-and-a-half is what Spencer Rattler and company are laying. Total at 62-and-a-half. All right, Amal, lay it into me. How bad does Oklahoma beat down the Huskers? Uh, sorry, Danny, but I think your Huskers should probably cancel their flight. I, I think they're going to get absolutely crushed. Uh, this is a bad matchup for them. Look, they couldn't stop the Illini offense. And uh, now you're facing off against probably, what, one of the top two, three, four offenses in college football. Uh, defense is looking to play better after their hiccup against Tulane early on. 
I think Nebraska is in serious trouble here. I think Boomer Sooner rolls. I would take this game up to anything up to 24. The other thing I would look at is if you can get 14 or less in the first half, uh, I would take Oklahoma. Uh, remember, this is a huge rivalry game. Oklahoma will be up for this game. I get Nebraska is not as good as they once were, but make no mistake about it. Uh, this is an old big eight rivalry. The Sooners will be ready to go. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this game, exactly that. I was saying, I think Oklahoma wins this game by at least 24. Nebraska may keep it close for a brief second in the first half, kind of like what they did against your Buckeyes last year. But at the end of the day, Oklahoma realizes this is Nebraska's Super Bowl, and they're going to leave everything they need to out on the field. And especially after the close call the Sooners had last weekend, they're not taking this one lightly. But uh, to your point, Amal, of the first half, 11 and a half is the spread we're seeing in the first half at Bet Rivers. So you love that for Oklahoma? Oh, I can't believe it because usually they slant these nowadays. You know, they cheat us betters with these lines uh, on the first half numbers. College football, I think there's great value in taking some first half matchups when you have an Oklahoma against Nebraska and you don't want to lay the 20 something because, you know, the one thing you got to remember, you almost feel like you have to be up by 31 plus points if you're betting Oklahoma because uh, Nebraska could uh, get that backdoor score. Um, so for me here, that 11 and a half is a great number. Yeah, let's check it out. 11 and a half at Bet Rivers. The mall loves that and can't blame him. Oklahoma is going to steamroll this Huskers team, but hopefully they give us a slight glimmer of hope, even if it's just for a second. Realistically, that's not going to happen, but uh, it's probably going to be a bloodbath down in Norman. Let's look at a game that could be a little bit more competitive, though, now, Amal. How about Alabama and Florida? The Crimson Tide laying two touchdowns on the road against the Gators. Total settled at 59 and a half currently. You like laying the 14 with Alabama in the spot? I do not. I like the Gators. Anthony Richardson practiced. There were some hamstring concerns about him in that run he had against South Florida. I think this is the biggest game UF has had at home since they played Ole Miss when Will Greer was the quarterback. I like uh, Florida in this particular game catching more than two touchdowns. Um, I, I think people are discounting the ability of Dan Mullen as a coach. You know, so much of the college football is about recruiting. We've seen Nick Saban and Urban Meyer recruit at elite levels. But when you have an X's and O's guy who's as good as Dan Mullen, I think he's going to have his team in a position to be successful. Whether they execute remains to be seen. But remember, Alabama's got some injury concerns as well, particularly on that defense. Uh, and I think as good as their defense is going to be throughout the course of the season, until they're completely healthy, and the fact that uh, Josh Joe back in that secondary, you have some question marks about his health status. But Allen at the side, uh, Sam linebacker, and then uh, Anderson at the Jack linebacker, it's a big blow considering Alabama runs a 3-4. Okay, so looking to take the two touchdowns is Amal with Florida. Uh, Amal, you've been pretty in tune, it seems like, and I know it's early, but with this UNC team, the Tar Heels, they're taking on Virginia at home, and they're laying eight in this spot. 66 is where we're seeing this total. It looks like there's been a little bit of love going toward Virginia, but like I said, you seem pretty in check with Sam Howell and following this North Carolina team, which is very beneficial to do, whether it's a conference or a specific team, really to hone in on them so you get a better understanding along the season. And it's early, but, you know, I feel like you have a strong read with the squad. Do you like laying eight with them, though, in this spot? I do not. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think this game gets over the total. The one thing that if you're North Carolina, you've got to establish a consistent running game, whether it's uh, Chandler, Hood, Brooks, whomever. They have not run the ball particularly well. And if you don't do that and are balanced, I think it becomes more difficult for Howell to be effective. Uh, so for me, with Brennan Armstrong and the way he throws the football, I think Virginia's going to have a chance to move the ball. I think we're going to see some points here. I think both sides should have success moving the football. And the other thing I like towards the total here, Danny, is 
Virginia is a team that is very comfortable just airing it out. I mean, they're going to throw the ball. And unless uh, all of a sudden they decide they get some gaping holes or some opportunities on the ground, I think we could see some aerial fireworks in this one. Yeah, 66 to total. Typically going to be fireworks when it's this North Carolina offense. And I'm right there with you. I think this one has a great chance at soaring over. But I'm thinking the opposite for this next one, though, Amal. How about Auburn and Penn State? I actually play this one under 53 and a half. 53 is a number we're seeing at Bet Rivers. In terms of the spread, John Clifford and the Nittany Lions playing five in the hook against Bo Nix and Auburn. Minus $2 on the money line for Penn State. Auburn catching plus 160. What type of outcome are we going to see there in Happy Valley? Uh, you know, I like your angle on the under here. I think this is going to be a defensive game. Uh, Penn State's got an elite defense. They've got a top 20 defense. I think if you were to combine with them with some of the offenses we've seen out there in college football, it would be a national championship type of team. I think Auburn's not going to be able to score a ton on them, but at the same time, I also think Penn State's offense will struggle to move the ball. I, I like the under. I hadn't really looked at it or thought about it until you mentioned it a minute ago, but I think it's an angle you have to strongly consider in this one. I'm lean, leaning towards the Nittany Lions. It's going to be a tough scenario here for Bo Nix uh, going into the whiteout. So I'm going to go with Penn State, uh, but I, I like this underplay here. All right, Amal and I rolling on the same side, potentially. That's what I like to hear. And Amal, I think we're going to be on the same side tonight, potentially, with Washington and New York. Thursday night football four is what the football team is laying. And speaking of unders, this has gotten a lot of love down to 40 and a half. We got about a minute left, Amal, but... Tell us your thoughts on Thursday night football and why the advantage may be with Washington. Yeah, I think when you look at this team, um, they're, they're better defensively. The Giants really struggled. I know they put up 13 points, but they got six points in the final play of the game. I think Washington bounces back after that loss at home against the Chargers. Uh, even though Tyler Heineke is going to be in there under center, I still like their chances. Uh, I know New York beat them twice last year, but I think this is a rebound and a bounce-back opportunity for Washington here tonight. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Heineke could open up the doors for many other opportunities with mobility, especially against this lackluster New York Giants team, and that's being reflected by the spread going back up to four. So I'm right there with you, all. Be rooting on Washington tonight, as with many of our college football plays this weekend, and thanks for helping us go through some of them, my man. Can't wait to catch up again next week. Sounds good. Thank you very much. At Amal Shaw, one on Twitter. And remember to catch him hosting Odds On with Mike Palm Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Sports Betting Network. Amal and I liking that under for the Auburn and Penn State game. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the week, and we'll recap that tomorrow with some of my college football and NFL plays. But as for tonight, like he just alluded to, leaning toward Washington, who is up to a four-point favorite. Again, it opened four, went down to three and a half, and now you're seeing once again some late action going toward the Washington football team. Well, speaking of some late action or just movement overall, who better to talk to about it than VSense reporter Josh Applebaum. Mr. Applebaum joining us next. Not only are we talking Thursday night football, we are conversing about many of the games on Sunday, and I'm sure he's got some prop action as well. So stick around. Josh joining us next here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today and get full access to our sports betting experts, which include 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every single game. Plus, you get full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for just $22 per month. Check it out now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Again, that's VSIN.com slash subscribe. And speaking of VEASAN, a man who does such great work on the network, it's Josh Applebaum, VEASAN's betting reporter with the Market Insights podcast, hopping on many shows, including this one, Rush Hour. Danny Burkeros, thank you for joining us as we are getting you ready for Thursday Night Football. And like I said, it's time to bring on Josh Applebaum. And I know he's got a lot to dis- uh, dissect when it not only comes to Thursday Night Football, but for week two of the NFL in general. So, Josh, my man, as always, appreciate you making some time. Let's get into it. Washington currently a four-point favorite, total at 40-and-a-half. I know there's been movement all around. Tell us what you've seen as of this point. Yeah, Danny, first off, great to be on Rush Hour with you. And you and I, we've been doing a lot of shows over the summer, and it's great to have NFL back, which uh, which is just awesome. But, yeah, Danny, this line's been all over the place. You know, a lot of these look-at lines before kind of this Fitzpatrick news of him being out for six to eight weeks and Heineke going in. A lot of the books were around minus and a half to start with Washington at home. And then you really saw the combination of Heineke going in and some respected money on the G-men drop that line all the way down to three and a half. And what we saw, Danny, today, last 24 hours or so, or going into this morning, it looked like it may even go down to three. So I was saying, wow, this is kind of a classic sharp reverse line move to the G-men in this spot. Uh, But really you are seeing some buyback today. A lot of those, uh, books that were at three and a half inching down to three uh, settled down and got back at three and a half. And you're even starting to see some buyback, as you mentioned, Danny, some books going to four. So I think this is kind of a, a tough game to handicap. You know, it looks very clear to me with the G-men. Uh, I'll be honest, I like the G-men in this spot. This late movement does worry me a bit toward Washington, but you got a lot of system matches with the Giants. Number one, contrarian in the heavily bet game. Only about uh, a little more than a third of bets are on the Giants here. So the public is all over the football team. Just in terms of going contrarian in these primetime games, primetime dogs are 2-1 and one ATS so far, Danny. We saw uh, the Raiders and both the Cowboys in the spot cash. And we had primetime dogs last year, these Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night spots were about 58% ATS. You also have kind of a classic divisional dog standpoint angle here, where in these divisional games, they tend to be tight. You know, sometimes uh, getting the points here can be meaningful. Uh, you also have a dog low total. You know, total in this one, Danny, it's like there was some under money coming in open around 42 and a half down to around 40 and a half here and when you have these dogs with low totals that's pretty good correlative betting because these low totals are good for dogs fewer amount of expected point score makes it harder for the favorite to cover uh, a couple other systems danny buying low and really week two to me is all about overreaction week buying low on teams that lost by 10 points or more in week one the last decade in week two those teams if they're on the road 21 and 10 ats 68 percent overall uh, you also have a um, pretty good spot here if you're uh, into conspiracy theories or just looking at referees, Danny. I always have fun with this. Joe West in baseball, Scott Foster in the NBA. Tonight it's Scott Novak who will be the lead ref, and he's been pretty good for road teams, 40 and 27 ATS, around 60%. So, Danny, a little buyback here coming in on Washington, closer to game time, but I still think the value to me is on the G-men here. Divisional dog, primetime dog, contrarian. Again, dog low total. I'd be looking at the G-men plus the points in this one. All right, yeah, and they're catching the four right now at Bet Rivers. So Josh going with Daniel Jones and company. Let's move on to Sunday then, Josh, as we look ahead. Let's start 
with some of the noon games, Bills and Dolphins. Now, I really like this Dolphins team. Obviously, a little bit of concern is how much production on a consistent basis you are going to get out of Tua. And look, Buffalo was kind of sluggish last week in the second half against Pittsburgh. This line was pretty steady, it seemed, for the most part, but now just kind of reloading it at Bat Rivers. Dolphins now catching three. I believe they were catching three in the hook prior. 47.5 is his total. What have you been seeing down in South Beach? Yeah, Danny, I'm seeing similar stuff here. I think Miami is kind of a live dog here. Uh, you know, we looked saw in week one, 12-4 and four ATS dogs. You had nine outright wins. I don't know if I'm bold enough to take Miami on the money line here, but I love Miami if you can find the hook here because, Danny, what you talked about, you know, Buffalo came into this year riding high, getting better each year. Josh Allen got his big deal. They go 13-3 and three last year. Then they really lay an egg. They had a 10 nothing lead, and, uh, you know, it was a big dog hit there if you're on the Steelers last week. But Buffalo disappointed. So I think this week the public is saying, Bills, you're way better than that. you got to bounce back, almost that gambler's fallacy of, hey, they're going to roll here and get back to, to where, where we expect them to be. But everybody's been Buffalo here, Danny. But as you mentioned, these books open Buffalo minus three and a half on the road. Everybody's betting the Bills in a bounce back spot. Yet the line is dropping down to, to, to three here, the key number. So that tells me uh, a lot of money came in here on Tulpins plus the hook. Obviously, they, uh, they beat my Patriots here. Danny, I was hoping I could cover with the Dolphins and win with the Pats there until Damian Harris fumbled. But this is just kind of a classic divisional dog, uh, reverse line move at home, contrarian spot. Also, I think you, you can't discount it. Uh, it's hot down there, Danny. And you're a Bills team that's used to, you know, Western New York and the elements, and you're going to have to go down to Miami where it's going to be 80 and, and humid. I think it's a benefit there and an edge to the Dolphins. So I'd be looking. You can find the hook still. They're, get, they're really evaporating out there, but it's minus 3, minus 120. Maybe you should wait. It gets back up. I think if you can find the hook, Miami plus three and a half in a divisional spot, I really like that play with the Dolphins. Speaking of finding hooks, we have one in this next matchup in Indy where the Colts are catching three and the hook at home against the Los Angeles Rams. Total at 48. Money line, you're laying a buck 80 if you think Los Angeles goes to 2-0. and Catching plus 155 if you think Indiana tacks on a win. I mean, Josh, look, the Rams did really well in Sunday night football, and that shouldn't be a shock considering what the expectations were for the Bears in that game. I think a lot of people are kind of surprised based on the performance of what they saw to Indy last week, though. Do you think this is maybe a bounce-back spot for the Colts, or are we riding Matt Stafford in this deep Rams team? So this Rams team looked really good in week one, Danny, and the Indianapolis Colts did not look good. So this is the ultimate spot I like a perfect storm here to buy low on the Colts because if you look at uh, kind of the way this line opened, a lot of these books open at Rams minus four on the road. and Everybody's betting the Rams saying, are you kidding me? They only, they're only laying four. They'll easily, easily win outright by seven or more against the Colts here. But however, Danny, what we're seeing is even though everyone's betting the Rams minus four, the line's down to three and a half. So that movement has been toward the Colts in this spot uh, even though the public is, is really heavy on the Rams. That's just one of those perfect storms. The other thing I like is uh, a West Coast team going east for a 1 o'clock game. You know, nothing's a guarantee in betting, but this does provide an edge oftentimes uh, to that East Coast team because, you know, football players, they're creatures of habit. And when they're used to their body clocks being a certain way, when you got to travel and wake up early and get, you know, that 1 o'clock game, you know, Eastern Coast, uh, whereas you're a West Coast team, you know, it sometimes leads to sluggish starts. So I like that. Uh, fade the West Coast team going east for the early game. Super buy low spot with the Colts. Also, uh, the Rams, super heavily bet. The books are going to be rooting for the Colts here. So am I, Danny. Give me the three and a half of them. All right, Josh. And another game I know you have some interest in. How about San Fran? Laying three on the road against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, who had a great week one performance against Atlanta. 
Total, we see up to 50, minus 148 in the money line for Garoppolo and company. Catching plus 128 with Jalen Hurts in the squad. Well, uh, this one is so tough to me, Josh, because I, I feel like this is going to be one of those things, kind of like you alluded to with the last game, where the public sees the 49ers just laying three, even though they almost blew it against the Lions and think, hey, that might be a gift. Or maybe they think that the Eagles actually have some weapons with Hurts. I'm kind of torn in the middle, but tell me what you're seeing for this one, my friend. Yeah, Danny, I'm looking at the Eagles here. I mean, uh, the joke on Lombardi line on the weekends with Mike Lombardi is always that the Eagles fans, they don't need the points. They'll just go money line and win out right here. I don't know. I, I would take the points, though. I think uh, this spot for the Eagles, to me, number one, as you mentioned, everybody bet in San Fran. Uh, and again, I think another thing, Danny, you know, we talk about all the time, and you hear me reference like contrarian, reverse line moves, all these terms I like to use, but uh, sports betting is expanding. It's getting legalized all across the country, and therefore going contrarian, betting against the public, as the public gets bigger, to me, that's an elevated. A lot of these books with San Fran opening uh, on the road, you know, minus three and a half. I saw a minus four opener. As you mentioned, Danny, a lot of people thinking, hey, I'll just roll with Jimmy G and San Fran. They're back to that old, you know, that team that reached the Super Bowl a couple years ago. But keep an eye out on the, on the Eagles here. Again, they, they showed a lot defensively. That surprised me, Danny. But, again, everyone been San Fran, yet the line's down to three. And this one's intriguing because I don't know if it'll get to two and a half, but the juice on all the threes is plus three, pretty much minus 115 across the board, like it may get down to two and a half. Uh, that would be another West Coast team going east for an early game. And little uh, cherry on top, Brad Allen, who will be the lead rep in this spot here, Danny. 58 and 47 ATS to the home team, 55.2%. So give me, give me the Eagles here, Danny. Uh, I don't know if they'll, they'll need the points. I'll take them. But I think Eagles fans, this is going to be a game that they're going to be excited to watch. And, and me too. I'll grab the dog in this one. Yeah, you talk about catching the three with Lane a little bit. Minus 114 at Bed River. So you're right. We could see this go down to two and a half. And if you agree with Josh, better to jump on it sooner rather than later. At least the way the tides are moving right now. But hey, Josh, my man, we always love having you on. Enjoy the game tonight and these games on Sunday. We'll look forward to catching up next week, my friend. You're the best, Danny. Appreciate it, and uh, enjoy your night tonight. Host of the Market Insights Podcast and Beeson's betting reporter, Josh Applebaum, at Josh underscore insights on Twitter. Great follow, not only on Twitter, but follow Beeson's daily newsletter. He gives you those sharp movements, along with the podcast, a daily write-up, baseball, college football, and NFL. Love all that great info from our man, Josh. All right, we're going to keep the information coming, though. Prop shelf next. I'll unveil all my plays for Thursday Night Football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all of the pro football matchups. Plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, folks, it is that time here on Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. I, of course, am Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. The crowd is filling up in anticipation for Thursday night football, and we are anticipating a great night. And hopefully, we have some great bets that we can get you with Prop Shelf. And it is time finally to unveil the props for tonight's matchup Giants and the Washington football team. Let's get started, folks, with Prop Shelf. In the section of the quarterback, Taylor Heineke. Let's begin with Taylor. Passing yards prop at about 245 and a half. Has gotten a little bit of momentum toward the over, but similarly around that range. And, you know, last week he came in, went 11 of 15, 122 passing yards for one touchdown. Last year versus Tampa Bay, because he really only started the one full game with Washington, so kind of using this as a frame of reference. Went 26 of 44, 306 passing yards, one tutty, one interception. But you can't really take that into so much gravity, right? You have to look at more so who the opponent is, and this is this Giants team that allowed Teddy Bridgewater to pass for 264 yards, 28 completions on 36 attempts, and two touchdowns. Now, last season overall, the Giants ranked 22nd in DVOA pass defense and allowed about 238 per game, which was middle of the pack in terms of the rankings. 
more passing yards allowed in the NFL. I, I'm not in love with going in the over here, and it's not that I don't think Heineke can pass, but I think the weather situation can be a factor. And more so, I think they're going to rely on Gibson a lot because I think he's going to be able to torch this defense that is the Giants. So I'm going to stay away from that one. But just if you want to consider some other outlets for Heineke, his pass completions is labeled at 22.5, shaded to the under minus 136. His pass attempts is at 34.5, over under minus 114 each way. I think on that one, I would lean a little bit toward the under for both, maybe more so with the pass attempts. Same kind of argument I just displayed a little bit earlier, thinking the running game is going to be displayed more frequently than we see the passing game tonight, also because I think Washington's going to be leading and trying to slow down that clock. Uh, total touchdown passes thrown. This is where I have interest for Heineke. Uh, one and a half is the number, over plus 107, under minus 139. So he started about only two full games in his career, and he's never thrown for more than one in any game he's been in. But even aside from that, again, I think this is going to be more run-oriented. I think if and when they get to the red zone, they're going to get it to the guy in Gibson or maybe even utilize Logan Thomas. Who knows? But my point is I don't think it happens more than once. I think that Gibson's going to be able to do enough on the ground, and I played under one and a half total touchdown passes thrown by Taylor Heineke tonight at about minus 139. I think it's even minus 134 maybe now at Bed River, so a little bit better price, but I am not expecting him to get two touchdown passes thrown tonight in Thursday night football. So under one and a half touchdown passes thrown for Heineke is play number one. Let's move it on with Daniel Jones, who's getting some love on his passing yards prop. 231 and a half the last we checked, but he's been getting some love to the over. If we look at what he did last week, uh, 22 of 37, 267 passing yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. And last year, to get a bigger sample size in 14 games, only averaged 210 passing yards per game. Was held under this mark in nine out of 14 contests. And when he went against Washington in two games, the first game just 112 passing yards, the second just 212. What's the difference this season? Why do we now have maybe more confidence in this prop to go higher? Well, Washington was very liable against Herbert last week, allowing 337 passing yards. But this was a team that ranked second in DVOA pass defense last season, allowed just 202 per game. But also, you have to consider Saquon Barkley is going to play, but is he going to be limited? You have more receiving talent, and if they're going to be trailing, Jones may be forced to throw more. So that doesn't mean I want to go over with his passing yards or his passing completions that we're seeing at 20 and a half because at that point you have to rely on his receivers to help him out or him being accurate. But I do like his pass attempts. 33 and a half. I played the over minus 125. That's a better number than most books too at this point. 33 and a half. I like playing the over. He went over this mark in seven out of 14 games last year. And like we said, looking what he did. Uh, this past weekend against the Broncos, you know, he threw for 37 times in a game they were trailing. I don't think they're going to be trailing by that much. But again, I don't know how much you can rely on Saquon. I kind of believe that they're going to be trailing for most of the game, if not all. So I think Jones is going to have to pass more, especially for the fact that this run defense could be great also. I mean, for Washington, right? They could have a great game on the ground and they're getting nowhere in their running game for the offense of New York. So they're going to be forced to throw it. And again, Washington was... Pretty liable against that Chargers passing offense last week. So maybe Jones and company see that, and that's where they're going to attack. I'm not saying he's going to have a great game in the air, but at least he's going to be throwing a lot. So played Daniel Jones over 33.5 pass attempts, minus 125. Okay, let's get into some running backs here, or rather really one running back, and that's Antonio Gibson. I think he's going to have 
a big night tonight. He's going to be relied upon heavily because of the weather conditions, because of the vulnerable spots defensively for the Giants. His rushing yards prop when I played it was at 67 and a half. It's gotten some love to the over and has been creeping up and creeping up somewhere around the 70 and a half range. But even at that mark, I like it over. Because against the Chargers, look, he had 20 carries. They were utilizing him. 90 yards, four and a half yards per carry against the Chargers. Now, this past year, he didn't really get over it too much, stayed under in 10 out of 14 games. But this Giants team allowed about 111 rushing yards per game last season, and Melvin Gordon racked up 101 on just 11 carries this past week. They allowed 165 total. I think Gibson is relied upon heavily, as I already alluded to. I think he's going to be the main reason Washington wins this game and is able to control the time of possession and score these points enough to get the win. So I like Gibson over 67 and a half rushing yards. That's a number I got it at. Again, it's been creeping up. So if you're if you're getting to the 72 range, probably hold off. But if it's still at about 70 and a half, would recommend that as well. And if you want to look at his rushing attempts, 16 and a half, I think he goes over. Didn't love it enough to play it. But again, had 20 carries last week. Think it might be even utilized more so this week. And I mean, if they get out to that lead, they're going to be trying to control that time of possession. So would go over 16 and a half but didn't touch it. Instead, played his rushing yards prop over 67.5 for Antonio Gibson. Now, if you're curious, Daniel Jones, I mean, it's funny. I, I personally don't think of Daniel Jones as a mobile guy, but he actually is pretty well with his feet. Uh, last week had six carries for 27 yards and one rushing touchdown. First Washington last season in the first game had seven carries for 74 yards. Second game, just six carries for four yards. But look, he averaged about 4.6 attempts and averaged 30 rushing yards per game. Maybe if you think Daniel Jones gets a little bit of mobility going to try to get some angles against this Washington defense, over could be a decent outlook for Jones as well. But in terms of rushing, only what I'm doing is Gibson over 67 and a half. Now, uh, let's talk about some of the receivers here. Terry McLaurin is actually getting some momentum toward his under with his receiving yards prop. 72 and a half is where we saw it. Kind of creep it down toward the 70 range. But he had four catches on four targets last week, 62 receiving yards. But when he went up against the Giants last season, first game, seven catches, 74 receiving yards. Next game, seven catches, 115 receiving yards and one touchdown. He has thrived against this Giants team, and I think he'll do the same again. But I don't like the receiving yards as much as I like his receptions over five and a half. I know he only had four last week, but last year he averaged about six on nine targets per game. Different quarterback situation. I get it. I get it. But he's the number one guy, and that will prove to be the story tonight against the Giants. But I didn't play anything. That's just the lean. The one I did play with receiving, let's bring it back to Antonio Gibson. Over two and a half receptions. Minus 167 is where we've seen the number go to. I got a minus 145 if you look around a little bit. But like Gibson to get at least three catches in this game. Averaged over two and a half last season. And against the Giants last year, uh, look, he got three catches, I believe, in each game. No, he got four in the first, three in the second. And the Giants last year allowed about six catches to running backs on average. And if it's going to be bad weather conditions, if, you know, the Giants are defending the receivers pretty well down the field, look for Heineke to get some of these dump-offs to be a little bit more safe with those passes for Gibson. So I like Antonio Gibson over two and a half receptions. The over has been getting love in that spot as well. So I think that could be a viable option too. And then kind of just to recap, or not even to recap, really quick, if you want another one, I didn't play it, but take a look at Sterling Shepard over four and a half receptions. 
Got seven targets last week and has really been the number one guy for Jones, it seems, as of late, despite the acquisition of Kenny Galladay. So I think if you are willing to lay that price, Sterling Shepard over his receptions ain't too shabby. But at the end of the day, we're going Heineke under one and a half passing touchdowns, Jones over passing attempts, Gibson over rushing yards and receptions. Best of luck in detail. Enjoy the game and we'll catch up again tomorrow here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 